What's up, you guys? Welcome to track number 24 of the Track Record Podcast. I'm your host, Chance, as always. And yeah, we opened it up with something new, track number 24. We're not calling them episodes anymore. They are now tracks because it kind of makes sense. Shout out Caleb for that for that name change, you know? Sorry, I had to take a drink. We're always improving. We're always getting better. We're always doing new things here at Track Record. And uh, if, if you're new, if you're not, you know how we start the week in review. This week was crazy. So this last week was, um, it was Thanksgiving break. So I was home for a week, um, actually a little over a week. I stayed at my dad's house as always. Um, I still recorded two podcasts, um, one with Ben and one with Ashley. Those are up on the page. Go check them out. They're both really good. They're both really good conversations. Um, the, both episodes were really, really good, but the episode with Ben stood out a lot because we talked about fashion, something we both care about, but something that I don't necessarily know as much about him about. So it was really cool to get to hear hear him talk about fashion and design from a designer's standpoint rather than just as like somebody who's from the outside looking in at the industry. Um, Ashley's was another good one. She develops her own film. She's taking film photography classes. So we were talking about that. We talked about music. And yeah, both episodes were fantastic. Go give them a listen. Um, last Saturday, went out with Nate from Street Wave. If you haven't checked out the Street Wave podcast yet, you're missing out. Go check it out. We sat down for coffee for a couple of hours to catch up because he just got back from uh, Comic-Con out there in Long Beach. It was a, it was a good conversation. We sat there for a long time. Um, then we ended up going, we ended up going out and going to Wyco, the vintage store in KC. Um, didn't find anything I wanted to get. And then we went over to Initial. We hung out at Initial for quite a while. I uh, I almost bought the Supreme Nike Elgato sneakers, the skateboard sneakers, but I didn't end up doing it. Um, he didn't end up copping anything. I did end up copping my first ever Supreme though, and I copped a um, I copped a Supreme. It's like a little. It looks like a little lock, like a little locket thing, but it's a pin for my jacket. It's on my jacket right now. It's the only Supreme I own. It's probably the only Supreme I'll ever own because I'm just not I'm not huge on them. But I did like the pen. It looks it looks good on my jacket. Um, what else happened? Thanksgiving happened. <laughs> Thanksgiving happened, of course. Um, ate with my dad in the morning. Ate with my grandma in the afternoon. Then ate ate, ate over at Brianna's grandma's in the evening. Had a lot of good food. I overate for sure. I 100% overate. But hey. What's Thanksgiving if you don't overeat, you know? Um, ate. Still, then, I like, before I went to bed, I had another plate of food, so I was, like, wilding out on Thursday. Friday, we woke up early, drove over to Olathe to my mom's boyfriend's house. Oh, my God, I've dropped these twice now. Over to my mom's boyfriend's house, and we went axe throwing. So this consists of you stand, like, you literally throw axes into a target. Um, it was really fun. It was a good time. It was definitely something that was like, I don't know, I might do it again, but I probably won't. Like I don't know, it's kind of it kind of seems like it could have been a waste of money, I guess. Um so we did that. Then that evening we went we went out and went shopping a little bit for Black Friday shopping. Ended up picking up a pair of low top like ankle 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 height Doc Martin boots, black with the um like the weird clear clear brownish gum soles or whatever that Doc Martin's known for with the yellow stitching. 
And then I also ended up copying a um a pair of slick leather black um slick leather back penny black penny loafers that are pretty dope with tassels on them. I've been looking for a pair for a while. I had wanted a pair that was kind of beat up and worn. That way I wouldn't look so weird when I wore them with jeans and stuff, but I ended up buying these anyways. There was it was buy one get one half off at DSW. So my mom's boyfriend bought them for me and said he'll just throw them under the Christmas tree. So that's sick because they're both they're both gonna be really nice. They're gonna both gonna look really good with most of the things I wear and my style, I guess. Um, what else did I do? I mean, let me look through the notebook. Um, oh, Saturday went up. On this was so Nate was like the last Saturday right when I got back from school, and then this Saturday was like the Saturday I'm talking about that just happened. Um, Saturday went up to Grandview and recorded with the E-Man guys again. Shout out Goddard, shout out Matt, shout out Caleb. It was a fun episode. Talked a lot about video games, a lot about Disney, a lot about a lot of things. It was very chaotic, hectic. Really fun episode to be a part of. It's always fun when I'm around those guys, though, because the conversation is always, like, absurd and insane and just a lot of fun. It was a really good time. Thank you to them for having me on. Once again, I'm always down to do an episode, and I definitely need to get them on the podcast once I get the studio or once we find time for them to come down to Warrensburg down here into the studio. It'd be a really good time to get them in the in the booth or on the round table with, uh, with everybody chiming in. It'd be a good time. We definitely need to hit plan that out. Um, this week was busy, busy, busy for music releases. Um, Anderson Pack's Oxnard came out last week, last Friday. Um it's a pretty good album. It's it's solid, but it's not exactly what I was looking for with this album. I was looking for I was I wanted more like the R and B and soul that I love Anderson Pack for, and maybe that's why he's I hope he's gonna continue to do No Worries, because that brings out his soulful and and more laid back, like low key vibe. I hate the word vibe, but I'm gonna say it. Um I hope that's what No Worries is though, is that side of Anderson Pack, which is the side that I honestly like more. I don't love the rapping, like, I don't know, it kind of feels like he's, like, forcing himself into industry trends, and I'm not a big fan of that. I'd like him to stay unique, and I think his soulful singing, along with a little bit of rap, makes him very unique, and this project, it was good. Production was phenomenal, as expected, with Dr. Dre executive producing, but I don't know. It just left me wanting more, I guess, which I hate. I hate because I like him so much. Um... But I don't know. I just, I guess I just wanted more, if that makes any, I hate, I say it all the time too. I hate that I say it. It just wasn't, I'm going to put it this way. It wasn't what I was looking for, but I still like it. Like, I still really like the album. I just wanted more soulful stuff. Like, the songs when he raps aren't bad. Like, they're all really good. I just want that soulfulness more, I guess. Um, Favorite tracks, Brothers Keeper. I think that's one with Pusha T. That track is insane. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check myself real fast so I don't get fact checked. Um, yeah, Brothers Keeper with Pusha T was amazing. Um, the one with J Cole wasn't very good. Uh, J Cole's verse was pretty corny. Left me with much to be desired, I guess. Um, Sweet Chick with B J the Chicago Kid was hilarious. I thought it was pretty funny. I enjoyed I enjoyed that track quite a bit. Um, Savior's Road was amazing, and so was Smile slash Petty. 
Those were all my favorites. Tense was, of course, good. But I, I definitely like the soulful cuts on it. This week also, Brain Feeder 10 came out. It is a album filled with old, old Brain Feeder hits and new Brain Feeder hits, like brand new ones that nobody's ever heard prior to this album. If you don't know what Brain Feeder is, Brain Feeder is an independent label for fun, like electronic, funk, experimental, kind of all over, the, like electronic music, just everything. It's it's like an eclectic little indie record label. It's it's a lot of good artists, Flying Lotus, Thundercat, Igloo Ghost, stuff like that's on there. Um, this was a good project, though. It's really long. Um, sits at two hours and ten minutes, but it's like a 10th year anniversary thing. It's a compilation album, so it's different than if it was just like a solo person's two-hour and ten-minute album. This was a good one, though. I enjoyed I enjoyed every bit of this. Um, yeah, it's just a solid, solid project. Um, what else came out? Tyler, the Creator's music inspired by The Grinch. This is like his little EP that hints at The Grinch um, album when it, before it comes out, I guess. This was pretty good. I mean... We're definitely seeing Tyler the Creator transition into a mainstream artist, and ah, I just stubbed my toe. We're definitely seeing him trans like transform into a mainstream artist, and I do love seeing it because I do want him to shine and prosper. But as a longtime fan, I'm also like, this is the end of the edgy stuff that I love so much. Which Flower Boy was definitely the end of that, like 100%. There's no more edginess. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty good album. All the all of that aside, it's a good album. It it sounds good. The it's it's a fun it's just a fun little like EP. So if if you're into Christmas music, if you're into Tyler the Creator, go check it out. King Nine's Death Rattle came out this week. Um, if you like hardcore, if you like heavy metal, this is gonna be an album that you're gonna want to listen to. It's very heavy, very hard. Sits at eleven songs, thirty minutes. It's a pretty pretty short listen through it. It, it goes by really fast because it's just really in your face the whole time. Um, the singles that led up to this, I liked a lot. This whole project cohesively is good. If you're a fan of, of metal, if you're a fan of in your face, um, I guess like get shit done kind of music, this is going to be for you. Go check it out. Um, also this week, actually last night, JID's DiCaprio 2 released, and this is an album that really surprised me. Um, I was never the biggest JID fan like prior to this year, I guess. Call me fake, whatever. Like I, I just didn't ever appreciate him, I guess. Um, I think it was because I didn't like his voice at first. Like I, I respected what he did. I just didn't really like his voice, but his voice has grown on me a lot. And through watching interviews and watching him do other things, I've, I've grown an appreciation for him and I've grown like, I, I like him now. Like I'm a fan now. Um, this album's really, really good. It also features a track track number nine strawberries produced by mac miller rest may he rest in peace beats really really good too it's so good beats really really good um but this album is just really good he uses a lot of eclectic flows he uses a lot of slick wordplay he, he's very very versatile he's much more versatile than i initially thought he was i guess um Track two is crazy. Slick talk is insane. Westbrook with ASAP Ferg is really, really good. Um, Scrawberries, the BJ, the Chicago kid is good. But this track, Hotbox, with 
Method Man and Joey Badass. It's probably my favorite. It hints at classic hip-hop the most. It it feels very much 90s hip-hop, but it's super dope. It's really, really, really cool. Um, it's a really fun track. It's, I mean, it's fun, but it's, like, really serious. It's just a really well-rounded track that I, I like a lot. It it really pulled, it pulled me in. I was going to say, like, pulled me towards it, or but it sounded weird when it came off my tongue. But it really pulled me into it, and... This is a good album. I recommend it. 14 songs, 50 minutes. It's not like it's going to take all day to listen to it. 50 minutes is a little bit... No, it's not even a little long. 30 to 50 minutes, 30 to an hour, like, that's cool. An hour seems to get too long, but 50 minutes... 30 to 50 minutes is about right. This is... It's a solid project. I would definitely go give it a listen. Um, Yeah, it came out of nowhere last night. It shocked me, surprised me. The whole... I listened to it twice this morning, I think. The The whole tape's good. It's just a solid, solid showing. Um, also coming up this Friday, the 30th, we're getting new Earl. Can we get a round of applause? That was bad. My bad guys. We're getting new Earl though. Some rap songs, I believe is what it's called. It is from what I've heard from these first two singles that have dropped. It's going to be different. Um, it's going to be very, very, very experimental. And if you don't like that, then you're not going to enjoy it. I don't think. Um, I had a buddy, shout out Cole, um, Colson. He hit me up, said that, that he didn't like the new Earl. He thought it was, he gave me, I think he gave me the, the garbage can emojis. But I don't know. I, I liked this newer song better than Nowhere to Go. I think it's called Mint, like Mint Condition. I don't know. I like this newer one better than I liked the first one right off the bat. The first one took me five or six times to really appreciate it and like it. But this new one was way, way better. I do miss Earl's old flow. I do miss the way things used to be, but I also see like artists evolve, artists grow. He's much different now than he was then. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what the hell it's going to sound like. Cause I, I honestly have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. These two teaser songs could be nothing like what the rest of the album sounds like, I guess, even though I, I highly doubt that, but I'm I'm excited to also get my hands on a physical and see the production credits on this. Um, I'm sure he's working with some legends. I'm sure he's working with like Alchemist, people like that. Maybe Knowledge, him, whoever else. Um, I'm really excited to see the production credits though, because that's where I like. Once I see who's produced on it, I'll understand why it sounds the way it does. But that's coming out. Now I want to talk, since it's the change of the season, it's literally like fall, but it's winter right now because there's snow everywhere. I want to talk about how like my music, the music I listen to changes from season to season. So I guess I'll start off with like springtime, I guess. No, I want to start off with summer. Summertime, I'm I'm big into like 50s to 70s country because well, I'm from a small town. So that's like what everyone around me listens to all the time is country. But I hate I hate new country unless it's like Sturgill Simpson or like Tyler Childers or something like that, which you guys know that. But the 50s to 70s just to me had the best country music because you had like Hank Sr., you had Marty Robbins, Glenn Campbell, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings, people like that that made much more relatable music, I guess, to what I feel, like to what I'm feeling now in my life. It's also music I grew up on with my dad, my grandpa, my grandma. Um, 
So that music, like in the summertime, just makes me feel really good. Even if it's a sad 60s country song, like it's still going to make me feel good because I have so many memories attached to these songs from when I was growing up. So I always listen to, I just hit my face on the mic, my bad guys. Um, I always listen to old country music in the summer. And when I'm with my friends and we're drinking and stuff, we always throw on old country music. It's never rap or anything around them. Got my bunch of, my bunch of honky tonk buddies. God, that was stupid to say. Anyways, so I listen to a lot of old country in the summer, a lot of rap in the summer, which I listen to rap year round. I mean, it's, it's mainly what I listen to, I guess. Um, I listen to a lot of rap in the summer though, just because it, I feel like rap kind of fits that mood unless it's like New York rap fits like the griminess of, of fall and winter a lot better than like Cal- California rap is perfect for the summer. California rap is the summertime. Like that's exactly what you would think of when you think of summertime music is California rap. Um, so I like to listen to a lot of rap music in the summer, which I listen to it year round. Like I said, um, I listen to a quite a bit of metal in the summer, but that's more like the trail end of summer, the tail end, my bad. Um, and then in the fall, I get into the leaves are changing, the, I don't know, it's getting colder out, so I start listening to more metal, like like the end of summer, more metal, more heavy, heavy-feeling stuff, a lot more sad songs too, especially in winter. Once I get into winter, I start listening to like the blues and jazz and stuff that makes me feel like, I don't know, like I'm... I don't know, that, that kind of music kind of puts off like the the feeling that we're in the middle middle of winter, I guess. Nothing like blues and jazz and and big band type stuff, Frank Sinatra, crooners, stuff like that. Just I don't know, it, it sounds better in the winter to me, I guess. I can't really listen to like a Frank Sinatra big band LP in the middle of the summertime because it just doesn't fit the mood for me. Um but in the winter, I'm definitely big into blues. I'm big into, once again, still the metal. But in winter, my metal changes from like, I don't know. I feel like I listen, I guess I just listen to the same stuff from fall to winter. And then spring, I just rekindle the the uh, the, R, the the rap and stuff like that. I listen to a lot of R&B in the fall and winter too. R&B becomes more prevalent in my listening. A lot of soul music. Um, I don't know why. I guess because it's cold outside and soul music Sometimes it just makes you feel sad and cold, so I gravitate towards it, I guess. But those are, yeah, I definitely listen to it more in the fall and winter. Um, I think that's all I have to say about that. I had something else I was going to say, but I completely forgot what it was. My bad. Um, Now, I want to talk about, so as a creative person and as creative people, we all have things that we go to when we're lacking creativity or when we need a push to be more creative. Um, my thing that I turn to a lot is music. Um, TV and movies and visual art and stuff, it helps me, but it my the way I create is much different than visual art and stuff like that, which now that I'm trying I'm, I'm branching out and doing new things though, so it's it's definitely helping me more. but the biggest thing for me is music music helps push my creativity to a whole nother level, honestly. Um, and I just wanted to highlight some of the albums and projects that I turn to when I definitely need like a push through creative block here. Um, the first one on my list is Yeezus by Kanye. And this is well known. If you know me, anytime I'm feeling like I can't think of anything to create or to do, 
I throw that album on and I'm automatically like pushed to a whole new level. And I know it's because it's, it's super experimental. It's wild. It's a whole lot of different sounds and emotions and feelings packed into one 10 song album. Um, it's just one that it's never, the album is always like, I don't know how to say this. It's always oh, like almost overwhelming to a point where it pushes you to want to do something almost to like get away from it. But it's so good that you don't want to get away from it. If that makes any sense. I don't know if it does it made sense in my head, but it's an album that's took so much to make and is so different that it pushes you to want to make new things and to be different, I guess. Is that what I'm trying to say? Um, so that's like the number one on my list that I go to. Um, Blonde by Frank Ocean is another one that I go to all the time. It's a daily listen at this point for me. I literally listen to it like once a day. If not the whole album, I listen to definitely a few songs off of it all the time. It's an album that is beautiful and talks about a lot of different emotions and feelings. And it's it's smooth, so it's relaxing. Now, I'm not one of these people. I can't like work on something while the music is on because I focus too much on the music. I have to shut the music off when I'm working, but when I'm like, or I just have to turn it down because sometimes like, I don't know, especially if the music has words, I can't really like have it on while I'm trying to like write out questions for an interview or while I'm trying to, to do something in which I have to use words or like editing video. I can't really, or editing this. I clearly can't listen to music while I'm doing that. So I listen to it more to get inspired to do something, not really while I'm doing it, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense, my bad. Um, but I listen to it to get inspired, not not while I'm doing it. I just wanted to clear that up before I moved on. But Blonde is one of those albums that is just incredible from start to finish. It's a longer journey, so you can kind of just throw it on and like listen to it and say you find a lyric in there or a theme or whatever that may be it'll kind of push i've i've like every 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 listen i've had i've i've found something new about it that i love like deeply and uh it's something that you throw on you're gonna get inspired every time it's it's a beautiful album my go-to tracks are nikes um nights um godspeed and um good god good guy God, I, I kind of that's what it took to push me over to the edge, I guess. Um, so Blonde is one, Black Sabbath self titled album is one. Um, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm a big Black Sabbath guy. This album is one that it was groundbreaking when it came out because it was it was their first project, um, it was their first like mainstream project, I guess. It was an album that brought a lot of things that nobody had ever heard, especially not in 1970. Um, they invented a lot of new chords on this thing. They invented a, their own sound, which is now known as like stoner or doom metal. Um, they just, I don't know, the album's like psychedelic in a way. Excuse me. Um, it's psychedelic in a way, but it's beautiful and it's heavy, but it's spacey and dark. It's just a really, really well put together album that every time I listen to it, I feel different. And I feel like I'm in a different place. And that that feeling carries me in, into another space creatively that I don't think I could ever... Like, it, it brings out very specific feelings in me. Um, 
because it's it's an album I listened to growing up. I mean, I didn't really appreciate it as much then as I do now, but it's one I listened to growing up. So I have like very specific feelings with certain songs. Um, it's an album that me and my friends listen to often. Me and Tyler and Sutter. Um, I don't know. It's just one that puts me in a different place than like hip hop or rap does. It's one I'm very thankful that I love because it's it's pushed me to create a lot of new things and to reach out and talk to new people and stuff. Um, yes, Lord. No worries album. That's one I go to quite a bit. It's, it's a funky, jazzy, R&B, and soul album from Anderson Pack and producer Knowledge. Um, it's it's one that I just love. Uh, it, it It's an album that puts me in a good mood every time I listen to it. So anytime I'm feeling like down and I don't know if I can make something this day or I don't know if something's going to work out or if an interview's going to do this or that or I don't know. I could have a bad editing day. Editing day. This is an album I can turn on and instantly feel better. So maybe these aren't albums that help push me to be creative, but they're just albums that help me, like help me as a person, like feel good or feel this way or push this or do this. This is one that just makes me feel really good every time I listen to it. Good things seem to happen after I listen to it. Can't recommend the album enough. Um, Also support small indie labels. Shout out Stone's Throw. Days Before Rodeo is my next album, mixtape, whatever you want to call it. Travis Scott Project from... 2013 I think came out the same year that Yeezus did I want to say this was an album that took me by surprise at first I or project my bad it's not an album it's a mixtape um this is one that was very hard for me to listen to and like at first but I think like a few months after it came out I, I came around to loving it and uh it's one that once again it's for its time like and when it released it was so different from anything anybody had ever heard i mean it's it's very much pulling a page out of kanye's book but it's also something very much its own and this this album is like to a travis scott diehard this album is like this project mixtape whatever the hell i'm just gonna call it an album still this is what people want him to make music like it's one that all the fans love it's arguably their favorite one besides it and rodeo this this project just pushes me into a and once again a positive headspace i feel really good every time i listen to it it brings back a lot of memories that i've had and it puts me in a good space to start working on things i guess it makes me it makes me like hyped up and energetic because i've seen a lot of these songs live and it kind of gives me that feeling like like i'm in the mosh or something like i want i want to go do something like i want to get weird i guess um, Kissland by the Weekend is one. Kissland is a diamond in the rough when it comes to the Weekend's music. It's one that mainstream fans don't know about. Um, it's one that diehard fans love, and most of them love it the most and want him to do a, a sequel to it, which I don't think he ever will. But if he does, I might cry. This album's experimental. It's dark. It's weird. He recorded the whole thing in Tokyo. The album is Tokyo themed with its own little logo. Um, this is an album that the packaging, by the way, is really, really good. Um, but yeah, this album is smooth. It's dark. It's exciting. It's melodramatic. It's very, very. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just sad and happy and experimental at the same time. I guess it's an album I love. This one, this one brings me back to like high school. This came out my freshman year of high school. I remember it. I downloaded it the night it came out. Bought the CD the night it came out. Um, I just love this album. This album pushes me to 
I don't know, this one's one that definitely makes me want to try new things because this is like his album where he tried a lot of new things that he didn't necessarily know if they were going to work. Um, and that's a lot of what I'm doing. I don't necessarily know if something's going to work, but I wing it and I try it and I learn from it. Um, and this is this is one that's like that, but this was a masterpiece. This album's fantastic. Um, I'm just going to kind of list off the next few ones. Um, Awaken My Love by Gambino is one that puts me in a good mood. Um, this is one I definitely listen to in the fall and winter a lot more than I do in the summertime. But it's an album that's very, very good, uh, very creative. If you like Funkadelic, if you don't know who Funkadelic is and you just know of the Childish Gambino album, go listen to Funkadelic's Maggot Brain. They're the same album, I swear to you. Um, I love listening to This Old Dog by Magna Marco. Another low-key one that uh, that kind of just puts me in a good mood to, to create some things, to doodle, to draw, to write, whatever it may be. Um, he has an instrumental side to it, so I when I'm when I'm like actually working and I want to listen to it, I listen to the instrumentals. But it's another really good one. Watching Movies by Mac Miller is one that always puts me in a creative headspace because it's such a... An all over the place album filled with like just weird experimentation with with vocals and with drum patterns and with song structure. It's it's a really really strange trip of an album to listen to, and it's it's helped me create a lot of new things. And it's it's one of those albums that's also helped me kind of get out of my little safe zone, and it's made me want to try new things and to go out and be more open with people. So that's one that I love. Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd is one I turn to a lot. Um, just that psychedelic. It's just feel good music once again. Um, Blank Face by Schoolboy Q. This one might come as a surprise, but this is a a fantastic rap album that Schoolboy took. I don't know. He took his sound and he built on it a lot. So it sounds like a Schoolboy Q album, like you would expect it to, but he's built on it and he's made it more more dynamic. I guess I don't want to. Yeah, he's made it more dynamic. He's made it more fun. It's more. I don't know. It's just really really good. It pushes me. And uh, it it's it's been playing when I've done many of my best work, like much of my best work, I guess. It's it's an album that I absolutely love that I listen to frequently whenever I'm feeling creative block or whether I'm, I don't know, I just, I turn to it a lot for a lot of different situations. And then I don't know if you've ever listened to him, but Yellow Days is an artist I love. He's a, a younger, younger kid from the UK. He makes psychedelic, like, I don't even, like, lo-fi, it's not even, he doesn't make, like, beats, though, he plays a guitar, um, he has a really cool voice, really soulful, really, like, scraggly, soulful voice that I really, really like, um, but he's an artist that, lately, he's been, he's been putting out some good tunes that make me want to go create some new things, and that's about it for my music, for what creates me, I mean, I have a lot more, I listen to a ton of music that, different music makes me feel different ways and it pushes me to listen to different things and try new things and to, I notice new things every time I listen to different, th- I, I don't know where I'm going with this. This is really bad. My bad guys. Um, next I wanted to try to kind of talk about, um, actually, no, I don't really want to talk about that. I was going to talk about like why, why my style is important to me. I can, I guess I can hi- highlight it. My style it's important. This is a really bad segue. My God, I need to get better at that, don't I? Um, so over over the past month or so, I've I've been focusing on how I dress a lot more. I've always cared about how I dress. Like, I guess not always, but like since my junior senior year of high school, I kind of started 
dressing different and wearing different things and trying different things uh, stylistically with how I dress. And um, I'm really glad I got out of my comfort zone and started dressing comfortably and in a way that's unique to me. Um, there's a lot of people that, that do dress the same, the whole hype thing. I'm not on the hype train. I'm not I'm not really with a lot of the the new trends. I think they're corny and weak and none of it. Nobody nobody in the I feel like nobody in the hype circle like has their own style. Everybody kind of just are like they're like clones of the industry. They're they're clones of I don't know. Everybody just dresses the same and it's boring to me. Like everybody's wearing Yeezys, everyone's wearing this, everyone's wearing that. It's just boring. Um that's why I gravitate towards like vintage pieces more. I think like I'm a I, I collect t-shirts, so I have a lot of like vintage tees that I find at thrift stores. And I feel like I can style them a lot better than I can a tee that just says like Supreme across the front. Like hundreds and hundreds of people have this shirt that say Supreme across the front. They all wear it with the black jeans and the Yeezys or whatever. Um my style, I'm I love baggy clothes or baggy t shirts at least. I wear my I wear my t shirts like a size or two up. Um I always have, I usually wear a pair of jeans, some denim jeans. I'll wear sweats or uh, swisher pants or, yeah, mostly jeans. I wear a lot of jeans, whether they're black or tan or whatever color. Um, wear a lot of jeans. Always have a pair of white socks on. You will, 99% of the time, you'll never catch me with a pair of colored socks on. Not black. I will. You'll never catch me in a pair of black socks. Um white socks all the time. I don't know why. I just think they look better with the shoes I wear. Um, I did just buy a pair of hunting orange socks, so like safety orange socks. They're they're tight, some stance ones. Um, you'll catch me in a pair of like beat up chucks. I always wear chucks. I'm not really big into like sneaker culture. Like I love sneakers, but I can never make myself spin. Like I'm big. Okay. I, I said that totally bad. I love sneakers and I love sneaker culture, but I hate the price of sneakers, so I, you like will never catch me in a super hype new release because I don't want to spend the money on it. I could spend my money on so many different things like records or something, which I I would like more. Um, so you usually catch me in a pair of like beat up ass shoes or like some old like today I'm rocking my brown my brown moccasins, which I wear like all the time. So you'll catch me in like some moccasins. I have a couple pair of boots I'll wear. So, uh, some high top Doc Martens, some Palladiums. If you've never heard Palladium boots, go check them out. They're super dope and comfortable. They feel like a sneaker, but they're like a combat boot. Um, you'll catch me in that. You'll catch me in beat up chucks, mostly chucks. I have like 10 pairs of chucks that I wear, and I just cycle them sometimes. But usually I just wear my super beat up nasty ones that I've drawn on and had to sew up and have had to throw inserts in them because they're just, I don't know, they fit so well. and I think they look good. Everybody else thinks they're gross, but I love the shoes. I, I don't know. I will literally wear them until they are unwearable, until they completely fall apart. Um, but you'll always catch me in a pair of jeans, oversized tee. I always, 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 always have a hat on. Um, I'm always rocking a beanie or a or a cap. Uh, I hate my hairline, so I'm always strapped up with the hat. Um, it's kind of like my staples. I always have a hat on. I literally just like two weeks ago, one of my... I posted a video of me without a hat on shooting basketball, like shooting some basketballs around in the gym. And I had a couple of people message me and say like, yo, this is the first time I've ever seen you without a hat on. And I'm like, yeah, I do that for a reason. I, I hate the way my hair looks. But um, you'll catch me in hoodies. I love jackets. Um, I have a lot of jackets, a lot of like, like a collection of like vintage jackets. So I have like three or four vintage denim jackets all customized their own way. Um, I'm big into th- making things your own. I don't like 
when people just rock like everybody all rock the same Levi's jacket with the shirt belt on the inside or like everybody all rock this pair of jeans or this pair of shoes or like I'm into making it your own so like my, most of my chucks I've drawn on them um honestly like all my jackets either they're so unique that nobody else has it or like a denim jacket like I'll throw pins all over that I, that represents things that I like or like an or like an aesthetic that I like um I have one jacket that my grand I had my grandma sew on some uh some of these little details from a military jacket to uh, sew onto this jacket that I know a ton of people would probably have. And now it's like a super unique one of one jacket that I love a lot. It has a couple, has a vintage 70s Royals patch and a vintage like 71 um, Charlie Brown patch that says good grief on it that I love because I love the peanuts. But I, if I'm going to describe my style, it's that I do a lot of things that might be popular now but I do them in a very unique way. Like I, I customize my, my style, I guess I'm very DIY, very low, but I'm like low budget when it comes to my, my fashion. Like most of my clothes in my closet are from thrift stores. If you're still sleeping on thrift stores, you, you don't actually, you don't actually know, you know, um, thrift stores are where I find most of my stuff. That's where I buy most of my jeans, most of my, mostly like all of my t-shirts. If they're not, if they're not concert shirts, they're usually from a thrift store. Um, yeah, beanies or or caps every day. But yeah, I think I think dressing well is important for it should be important for anybody. Dressing well not only makes you feel good, it makes you it gives you a lot of confidence. It gives you a boost of confidence to look good. Look good, feel good, do good, you know? So I'm gonna leave it at that. Look good, feel good, do good. Um and to round out this week, to round out this week, you guys. Something huge coming out. Huge, huge, huge. Monday, December 3rd, the first ever episode of the Track Record Conversation Series will be dropping on YouTube. This is something that I have worked week. I worked a couple weeks on getting the notes ready, getting the questions ready. I worked to get this scheduled. Um, it was a shot in the dark. Shout out to Grant for allowing me the opportunity to do this this was an incredible experience for me it was a great learning experience for me that um I'm very very glad that you gave me the opportunity to do this um but this is a series that I'm going to do I'm going to try to do it once a month where I sit down with an artist and I just highlight not even an artist just an, a creator I sit down with a creative individual that has content out on the web that has content out that I find to be good that I find to be that I find a lot like these are these are artists and creators that I like these are ones that I really enjoy their work I enjoy them as people and I just want to get to know their process more I want to get to know about them more and this is going to be a series that highlights that it's going to highlight their how they work what their subjects are how they do this how they manage their time um, it's going to be a good conversation um, this first one was it couldn't have gone better conversation wise Grant did amazing um, the first episode will be with Grant Kratzer, um, Cheatin' Snakes on Instagram. Cheatin' Snakes, like cheating, but no G. Snakes, like snakes, you know, snakes. Slither little snake a snake. Anyways, first episode dropping next Monday, December 3rd. 
Thank you guys for listening. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at underscore C-H-V-N-C-E-Y underscore. That's on Instagram and Twitter at underscore C-H-V-N-C-E-Y. Follow underscore again, my bad, two underscores, one at the beginning, one at the end. Follow the media pages on Instagram at track record media, 2Ks, no C and track, and track record M on Twitter, 2Ks, no C and track once again. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, this was a good one. This was uh, it wasn't it wasn't the best one. It was a solo episode after doing two interview episodes. So it was a little little shaky, a little shaky, you guys. I'm sorry for that. But thank you for listening. Please like and share everywhere that you possibly can because it helps me out. And once again, get excited for that. Uh, get ex- My bad. Once again, get excited for that track record conversation series. Episode one featuring Grant Kratzer dropping Monday, December 3rd. We'll see you guys then.